0: the tie cats audio network this is
1: speaking with the enemy Welcome back to the Ty Cats Audio Network as we set the table for Hamilton and Edmonton on Tiger Cats pregame presented by Greenworks. Bubba O'Neill and Andy is along with you and it's time for Speaking with the Enemy presented by Red Tag. Redtag.ca's Christmas in July exclusive savings are back. Beat the holiday rush by booking your fall or winter vacation early and take advantage of early booking bonuses and perks. Plus... Get $125 off select vacation packages. Visit redtag.ca to get your promo code savings today. Certain conditions do apply. Now alongside Morley Scott on the 630 CHED broadcast is Elks analyst Dave Campbell. Dave, welcome. It's nice to be here, guys. How you doing? We appreciate it. Great you joining us. Hey, head coach, uh, I've been listening to him all week. Chris Jones maintains we gotta we gotta just keep chopping wood, is what he keeps saying to get into that win win column. I have to be um, honest here. I've listened to a lot of the players during this week of practice, and they seem very confident for tonight's contest.
0: Yeah, they do. And you know, you always wonder how the team is going to respond after. You know any loss, especially when this team, has lost nine straight, going back to last season, and the way that they have lost uh, games this or this year, with uh, you know week one they couldn't punch it in from the one yard line three times, and then getting shut out by the Lions, and then on and on and on. And, you know how do they respond after a heartbreaking loss where a uh, you know, really you know bad coaching slash mental error with CJ Sims not uh, fielding the kickoff. And conceding the point, you wonder, okay, how are they going to respond? And they've responded quite well. And I think, on one hand, you go, okay, that's pretty good. I mean, it's clear that the, the coaching staff still has their attention. The coaching staff is doing enough to uh, to you know make them uh, make them smile, as uh, Chris Jones likes to say. And you know, obviously, they they still are able to you know uh, you teach them and coach them and that sort of thing my worry is I, I hope that this team isn't getting comfortable, you know, and, and with, with, a, you know, we know what, what, a winning culture is like, a losing culture is the direct opposite. We're a winning culture. You find ways to win and you accept uh, only whatever it takes to win. We're losing culture. It's kind of like, well, we're waiting for the bad thing to happen in a game. And when it happens, uh, oh, well, you know, how oh, it happened to us again. Or maybe they become too satisfied in moments of the game where, you know, they, you know, maybe they're, you know, like, in. not saying that necessarily happened in Regina, but I, I think this team needs to raise the bar, you know, and when there's enough enough and, um, but I'll, I'll give them credit. They have come out and they have practiced well. They have said the right things. It doesn't look like there's dissension in the ranks here, but they got to win badly and, uh, and until they win, uh, this team is just going to get more questions and more arrows pointed towards them, and uh, it's not good right now. So they got to get a win to change this.
2: Dave uh, Taylor Cornelius signed a big extension in the off season, and uh, you know, yet to win a game at home, is is he is getting the start tonight? Is this his job? Is he secure in his role here, or is he uh, you know looking over his shoulder?
0: You know, that's a great question. I think I think partly. Uh, you, you could say he's looking over his shoulder with uh, with Jared Dickey or, or Trey Ford, um, but I also think the coaching staff with Chris Jones as the head coach is still trying to have faith in their guy that they gave starter money to uh, late in the season last year, and and he's on the low end of the starter scale, but still it's starter money. Um, they're trying to do whatever they can to to make him comfortable and to make him successful but i do sense there is some frustration from chris jones that you know they're waiting for it to start to uh, improve and uh, you know chris jones at the start of the season said you know the data supports that the third year of a of a quarterback in the cfl you see a 20 percent increase uh we're not quite seeing that well we're not seeing that at all uh you know i think taylor cornelius is in a tough spot uh he is the senior quarterback among a group of inexperienced quarterbacks, which is, I uh, mentioned Daigie and Trey Ford and uh, Khalil Tate, who's on their practice roster. And I think that's tough right now. And it kind of represents the, the problem we're having in the CFL right now of lack of quality quarterbacks. But uh, I, I sense there is a bit of a short leash for Taylor Cornelius because the Chris Jones really likes Jarrett Daigie. Uh, a lot he likes his moxie he likes the fact that uh, he's willing to you know throw the ball down field rule a little bit more uh than taylor cornelius which is a bit shocking because taylor did a good job of that i thought last year and even in 2021 despite not winning many games and then there's a the, you know there's a little confusion about trey ford right now why are they not going to him but it seems like uh they're giving another shot to cornelius and giving him a little bit more rope but I'm not sure how long that rope is. I thought last week was a, a bit of an improvement from Cornelius as far as him moving in the pocket, getting out of the pocket, using his legs a bit more. Um, but, you know, again, the, the problems of the accuracy of Taylor Cornelius kind of reared suddenly head again.
2: When you bring in big-name receivers, uh, Eugene Lewis, Stephen Dunbar, Junior Kyron Moore, to name a few, does that does the lack of production cause any internal Issues amongst the, the the skill positions in offense. Yeah, I don't
0: quite sense that. Now, it was interesting after the the twenty two nothing loss to the Lions. Uh, you know, Eugene Lewis was asked you know about getting more targets, and he you know obviously said, "Yes, I want more targets." And I think any receiver would probably say that if you don't want the ball, don't play for me, right, kind of thing. Um, but now with Eugene Lewis out, it creates a you know a bit of. A, uh, you know an opportunity but it all, you, know, you know there's a hole without Gina lewis but you know steven dunbar has stepped up and tyron moore stepped up a little bit the, the biggest surprise is dylan mitchell it, you know, I mean, seven catches for 38 yards in five games that's that's unbelievable i i would not have predicted that but uh i don't sense that there is a lot of uh, frustration i think there was early on uh, in the season, especially after that 22 nothing loss, I think there was a that was a really shocking moment for this team that uh, with all that talent, even with Taylor Cornelius they, they couldn't produce a point but I think since then, you know, with the loss of Gina Lewis, it's more of a you know, we got to come together here guys like we can't just, you know, we can't just be, we can't just have the frustration level be so high that we're going to, you know, we're going to cave in here so I, I think this team has kind of stepped up a little bit, you uh, on the offensive side uh, as far as leadership goes and uh, in, in a group that doesn't have a lot of leaders, but uh, they're trying to make the, the best of it and make this work.
2: Going into week six matchup tonight, 0-5 uh, are the Elks. What would you say is the strength of this team and what would be the uh, biggest area of uh, needing improvement?
0: Yeah, I, I think I'll answer the last one. And, you know, I think it's easy because I think the offense just has to step up. They've got to score more points they, you know, 12 and a half points on average per game uh, through five games, that just simply isn't good enough, so they got to find a way to move the ball, uh, the one thing that's lacking, I kind of referenced it earlier, is the lack of the big play, they don't have a lot of 20 plus plays, or 30 plus plays in their passing game, and I think that is really hurting them, and they're not running the ball as well as they should they as well as they did last year so the offense has to step up offensive line is having their issues as well both in front block and pass protection i think that the hope is the defense does show some flashes at times and big stretches where like last week in regina where you go you know what that might be you know getting closer to that chris jones style of defense that that you want and i think they've had good individual performances I think luchez pierfoy has been their best defender. I think Niles Morgan's been pretty good. But as a group, they haven't played well enough. But last week was their best best performance, I think, especially from a pass rush perspective. And A.C. Leonard had uh, one of the best uh, pass rush perform- performances in this franchise's history. So I think when you look at it, the defense has a chance to really uh, be the, the best phase of this team. And they're really going to have to carry the team if this offense isn't going to be... Isn't going isn't uh, isn't going to be uh, improved enough, and we're waiting for the offense to be improved enough. But I think the defense has a chance to carry them. But uh, they got to play better collectively as a group. Took a step last week for 57 minutes, couldn't finish the game. Uh, but I think the defense. I will look at them, and you know, typical Chris Jones' coach team is that he relies on the defense. So we'll see what happens tonight. It'll be very interesting.
2: Hey David, we're running out of time here, but are any non-player personnel uh, on the hot seat? In your opinion, right now?
0: Yeah, I would say probably Chris Jones, but I mean, realistically, nothing's going to happen until after the season. If it does happen the way his contract is structured, where it's not a four-year deal, but it's four one-year deals with the club having an out after each season, that wouldn't count against the football operations cap. The one move he could make, which he could make, which a lot of fans and a lot of even uh, pundits would like him to make is is Stephen McAdoo his offensive coordinator you know I think the biggest question is if if there is a move for self-preservation would Chris Jones fire his friend Stephen McAdoo as his offensive coordinator I think that's a big question right now but I would say imminently probably not
1: well, you know, you talk about defense there. Anyway, they've only allowed, the Celtic defense, have only allowed one touchdown in three of its five games. So that's certainly something to uh, put your hat on there. Dave Campbell, thank you so much for being our guy on Speaking with the Enemy, presented by Red Tag. Certainly have a great game. And hey, let's hope for a classic tonight at Commonwealth.
0: <laughs> I hope so. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. And uh, it was a pleasure.